Tony. Welcome to Prince Trap by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Money Don't Matter Tonight um, from Diamonds and Pearls. And of course, the two is the number two. Uh, <laughs> recorded around August, September 1990 um, at Warner Pioneer in Tokyo. Mm. Uh, Prince was on tour at the time and he, he kind of put down the track while he was there uh, in some studios. And it was released on the 1st of October 1991. Uh, on the track, you have Prince, you have Michael B and you have Levi. Uh, and that is mostly because <laughs> uh, Prince was on tour and, you know, he didn't have most of the band available. So, you know, he just went with what he could. Uh, the track is four minutes, 48. And joining me to talk about it today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Darren, Darren, I, I got to tell you, I got this really, really cool investment. Um, there's no way we can lose. We just got to find some partners, but I'm not sure because it feels like we're going to find users. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I am okay, literally right. pushing pushing you way in a huff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I for, as a for a, for a genre of the song, I, I guess I would hmm. say, I mean, I would say it's a protest song. I mean, but kind of done in the style of a kind of smooth r&b ballad i mean it's yeah kind of, it's really weird that the the kind of uh, you know the lyrical content doesn't really fit with the kind of you know the, the kind of the the way the song is recorded and how kind of you know um you know smooth it is it just it doesn't really it's just a nice contrast that you've got this kind of you know even when you get to the chorus and you've got the backing vocals where they're like ooh we you it don't matter you know right. like it sounds like it's kind of baby making music, but it's really not baby making music. No, absolutely. In any way. Uh, yeah, definitely a protest song. And I've always thought of it, though, as a, a bit of a jazz number two. I, I have a, a Prince music book and I'm looking at the chords. The chords are, uh, I think this is in the, I'm not sure what key it is in. Every good. But yeah, I mean, I I, understand, I I agree with you. It does have a kind of jazz feel, particularly yeah. when you get to the kind of the middle eight. You know, there is that. But at the same time, you know, uh, bearing in mind that the Gulf War started while, you know, in the in the middle of the of the kind of Prince being on this tour, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, so it's it's interesting that, you know, jumping ahead, we get, you know, the kind of last verse, you know, you have, you know, hey, now maybe we can find a good reason to send a child off to war. So what if we're controlling all the oil? Is it worth a child dying for? You know, like, <laughs> is it like worth the it? fact that. Yeah, is it worth it? I mean, the fact that the fact that you know Prince is kind of mentioning that just as it's kind of in the news, um, you know, that's something that Prince rarely does. You know, if no. he gets political in any way, generally it's like a Ronnie talk to Wusher type way, which is kind of like general and not specific. And you know, it's kind of weird that he actually maybe it's just a coincidence that he had these lyrics and mm. you know the Gulf War just happened to take place during the recording of this album. It was interesting because I was thinking actually because we did we did Ryan talk to Russia too, and when you were talking a bit about being, this song being a protest song, um, I, or I, I was thinking kind of along the lines of I guess Marvin Gaye's um, uh, what's uh, what's going on, and what yeah. I, why I think this song I think works better as a protest song compared to like something like Ronnie talk to Russia is that it's it's a lot less abstract it's very specific it's very direct and it's. And, but I think what makes it really work is that these are stories that the first two verses are clear stories or about or from a or, or talking about a certain perspective of someone's life, what it is like to not have money and to kind of be 
like nearly surviving and just the toll it takes on them, but also their reactions to it too. And I think that's why this works better than I think maybe some of his other more political songs too. Even, I mean, I sign of the times I think works pretty well, especially because I I think it shares the same thing where it's, it's about something uh, specific and it's something he can kind of, I guess, relate to better than just, um, talking about gorillas fighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, well, like, I mean, let's let's start the, with the first verse, which yeah. is the you know one more card and it's twenty two, which uh, you know is a is a kind of nice little kind of blackjack reference. Yeah. Without saying it's a blackjack reference, you know, like um, you know, because it's obviously talking about a birthday card, but also you know if you if you get twenty two in blackjack, you go burst. So you know, it's just. Uh, it's the kind. It's the kind of stuff that you you know. I wish sometimes Prince would have done more often, which is kind of this kind of cleverness and you know, kind of uh, kind of a, an economy that sometimes he he doesn't have in his songs. Mm. Um, you know, unlucky for him again. He says uh, he never had respect for money. It's true. That's why he never wins. Uh, you know, again that could apply to either his life or you know a specific card game. Yeah, um, that's why he never ever has enough to treat his lady right. Uh, he just pushes her away in a huff and says, money don't matter tonight. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it's worth mentioning that there were kind of two videos which were done for this. Yeah. Um, the first of which I think was the Spike Lee one. And then the, the second Spike Lee version. Joint. Yes, a Spike Lee joint first. And then Prince, um, I think it was Randy St. Nicholas who then went in and took parts of the Spike Lee stuff and kind of added a performance, you know, like Prince had done a performance at Paisley Park of the song and he added that performance into the footage. And the Spike Lee one has a lot of people kind of talking to camera um, and kind of interrupting the song. Well, you know, the song keeps going underneath, but they just talk over the top of it. Yeah. Whereas the second version, you know, it has the performance and it doesn't have any of the, the kind of talking. Yeah. Um, and, and also the... it's missing title cards as well, which Spike Lee put some title cards at the start, which said Prince money don't matter tonight. Yeah. Um, which same thing. Um, it actually kind of also reminded me, and I guess this was the official uh, sign of the times video where it was kind of like a precursor to these uh, lyric videos you see nowadays where they were just running yeah. the lyrics from the songs over the images of uh, what, what, um, what, um, Spike Lee had picked for his video, which uh, Prince was ahead of his time. I, I don't know, but yeah, or he just yeah. didn't want to be in the video and he wanted to do something creative. Uh, I, it was weird to look at the uh, Spike uh, Spike Lee video and then see uh, uh, our uh, two two uh, presidents in there: President George H. W. Bush and a President Sex Criminal, um, both in that <laughs> video. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's, uh, it is odd, isn't it? You know, um, but yeah, and and then you know we get the chorus: "Money don't matter tonight. It sure didn't matter yesterday. Just when you think you've got more than enough, that's when it all up and flies away. Um, and that's when you find out that you're better off making sure your souls are right. Because money didn't matter yesterday, and it sure don't matter tonight. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, as as far as it, I mean, I always find it funny because this mm-hmm. comes right after Jughead. Uh, where Prince is kind of arguing with a manager about getting more money for mm. you know royalties for for singers, and then he's got a song saying "Money Don't Matter Tonight," and I I don't know it's just a, it in me you know it, it just makes me giggle a bit because it's like a funny contrast of of Prince talking about you know um, t- t- making sure you get the right cut of your your kind of uh, royalties for your songs, and then kind of goes into a song about oh you know money don't matter tonight. Um, yeah, I, I can see that, I, but it also kind of feels like there would be a uh, 
maybe he has he has perspective on it though because if you're a working artist you see how the machine kind of chews you up and then takes your money yeah but if you're not working if you're just a a working a regular working person you can see what it's like the machine to take your money and just i guess maybe actually kind of plays into both ways where it is a bigger machine or just something bigger that is taking your money and making it hard for you to live your life yeah and kind of sucking away your your talents or your soul yeah I mean, you know, to me, it's just a funny little contrast between those two songs. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, there's still an important message being said in this song. Um, you know, and we do get the second verse where it's like, you know, look, here's a cool investment. They're telling him he just can't lose. So he goes off and tries to find mm. a partner. But all he finds are users. Users! Um, <laughs> all he finds are snakes in every color, every nationality and size. Now, that line always makes me feel a bit odd because it's like... He's almost trying to say that it doesn't matter what race people are or nationality, they're going to rip you off, mm. um, which is, I don't know, it's a bit of a negative sentiment. But I mean, uh, I guess, you know, sometimes Prince just needed words to get to the end of a verse. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird yeah. looking at the Spike Lee's video. There is when that second verse comes up, it starts with, uh, I guess, a scene from a, the stock, like the stock market. Um, and just going yeah. from from the 80s where Wall Street was such a huge huge uh influence on the american consciousness and how uh not since probably the 20s having a stock portfolio was essential and important but it's something that it's something that can screw you over especially when you don't have the funds to begin with but just i i think it's like seeing the overall just the the dark side in that world which says you're gonna win this even though we're all here to ruin you I mean, also, he says, seems like the only thing that he can do is just roll his eyes and mm. say, and then we go into the chorus. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this time when we get into the chorus, we, you know, we get the, you know, the kind of the little interjections where, you know, it's like, uh, you know, money don't matter two nights. Don't matter. matter. <laughs> you know, and the, make sure that your soul's all right. Soul's all, all right. right. And it's like money didn't matter yesterday. Don't matter because yeah. it sure don't matter two nights. So we start to get the kind of little interjections. Um, before we go to the kind of like the uh, the bridge, yeah, um, you know where we have the ooh you don't matter, um, you know, and uh, you know obviously it's quite a, it's quite a kind of nice calm bridge, uh, you know, and not there's no kind of like guitar solo or keyboard solo or anything. It's just kind of you know uh, you know the music for a couple of you know about thirty seconds before we go into the final the final kind of verse, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, the final verse finishes with Prince saying, if long life is what we all live for, then long life will come to pass. Anything is better than a picture of a child in a cloud of gas. And you think you got it bad. And when he sings and you think you got it bad, there's a little tiny bit of distortion on the voice. Um, Oh, yeah. Because it gets... It gets like a little bit too loud almost like for the mic and and then we go straight back into the chorus. Yeah. And at this point we get like when we get the interjections this time Prince instead of just saying, you know, money don't matter two nights and kind of echoing it, he's like no don't matter. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like the opposite and then he's kind of like you get the yesterday at the end of the kind of it sure didn't matter yesterday. Yeah. And then when he says that's when it all up and flies away, you get the flies away, flies away, you know, like so there's more kind of interjections coming. Um, with each kind of chorus it's like slightly different each time we go through it yeah. um, i wanted to go you know, uh, the kind of make certain that your soul's all right 
No, yeah, I just wanted to go uh, back to that. Uh, the cloud, uh, um, anything's better than a picture of a child in a cloud of gas, because that does remind me of uh, an America from um, around the world in a day where he has that same sentiment of, uh, I think it was, I have to look at the lyrics, but the child in a mushroom cloud. And that, I guess yeah. that imagery just kind of follows him when he, I don't know, I, I guess like he grew up during just the height of the uh, Vietnam War. So maybe he was seeing some of those images uh, coming out of Vietnam, it was kind of hard to turn away for a while. Um, so that yeah. could play into it. And, and thinking of, of, um, of what was it, of like uh, Agent Orange or, yeah. or what I guess, I, I, I guess in this specific case, it would have been when um, Saddam Hussein gassed people. Um, gee, uh, the my, Kurds, my yeah, the gas Yeah, the Kurds. Kurds. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. gas, uh, gas yeah. Kurds. Um, man, I'm not sure when that was. Maybe that's ninety. I that my history is off, but yeah, a lot, a, a lot of that happened during the Iran Iraq War in the eighties, oh, which oh, like ran from like you know wait eight. So it you know it already happened. But yeah, I mean it's funny because in America, Prince is like you know Jimmy won't pledge allegiance. Now he lives in a mushroom cloud, and it's like seriously, okay. that's a big jump. What happened there? You know, like you know, like just because he won't pledge allegiance, suddenly he's in a mushroom cloud. So that's kind of a bit comical. But yeah, no, here just when he sings, you know, anything is better than a picture of a child in a cloud of gas. Um, and you think you got it bad like it also it's like double tracked as well so it's not just one prince telling you this it's it's kind of like uh, it's like three of them yeah um and it kind of re- there's like a, a real emphasis on that on those lines um but yeah and you know we finish with the chorus a couple more times and like i said there's little variations on the chorus so the interjections come on different lines and they're, they're kind of repeated a couple of times um, and we finish with you know money didn't matter yesterday and it sure don't matter tonight and that's kind of at the I end of the song kind of wish this song had a fade out as opposed to just ending i feel like this yeah. might have been a little better if it just the the chorus went one or two more times and it just faded out because i i when i think of a song i think of it having a fade out but then i listen to it and then it just kind of ends after a second verse but i don't know if, if i mean i we can't and you know we can't tell him or go back in time and change it but there's something about it that would have felt right about having a having a fade out that's just when i think about the end of the song that's just something i wanted to add i i i mean i understand what you're saying mm-hmm. um you know like it does feel like you know probably you know a, a couple more times through and and a bit of a fade out uh, but at the same time i kind of I like that a lot of the songs on this album just kind of, they, they have a definitive finish. Uh, you know, Diamonds and Pearls fades out, uh, but I think pretty much everything else, you know, Thunder kind of finishes definitively, Jughead finishes definitively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a slap. <laughs> um, you know, so like, uh, there are lots of songs on this, Get Off finishes, defi- no, actually Get Off has a little bit of a fade out. As the, Actually, Get Off has the fade out as the song sounds like it's changing with a different kind of flute line coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but, but you know, yeah, most of the songs on this album kind of finish, um, you know, and uh, the song itself was released as a single on the 3rd of March, 1992 uh, in, in the US and on the 16th of March, uh, 1992 in the UK. Um, and, you know, uh, the B-side um, on the 12-inch was Push and Call the Law, uh, but for the 7-inch it was just Call the Law, mm. uh, which has a video that is on the Prince YouTube channel if you want to watch it. It is credited just to the MPG. Um, and uh, but earlier in earlier in the kind of the the kind of the genesis of Diamonds and Pearls, Call the Law was going to be like the final track on the album. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's so it's interesting to listen to that and imagine that being the climax of the album. 
Um, because I don't think it really justifies being the, the climax of the album, if you will. Mm. Um, but yeah, and you know, the, the, the single performed reasonably well. It got to 23 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 14 on the Hot R&B singles. Uh, over here, it managed to get to number 19 and in mm. Ireland, it got to number 10. Uh, France, it got to 26 and Belgium, it got to 27. Uh, you know, and it got to number 17 in Australia. So, you know, it puff, for a song that is essentially kind of like a, you know, a fairly political song with a, you know, a kind of a, a jazz influence and a kind of R&B ballad. And, you know, like for the kind of the genre it's in, I think it performed quite well considering the kind of, uh, you know, the, the very political li- lyrics. Uh, and also, you know, the, the, in the in the singing of it, Prince is also, you know, very kind of, you know, forceful, one might say. Um, you know, it's it's not like he's kind of, you know, taking this, um, you know, kind of, you know, flippantly, you know, yeah. he's, he's oh, kind of makes some not. serious political points. And, you know, it's kind of almost a little bit of a downbeat song, um, you know. And, and so, you know, for a song like that to kind of perform well, you know, I think that that shows how, how kind of how big Prince was at the time. So I, I, I'm not sure if it was global, but I know that by either 91, by the end of the 80s, there was like a, a big recession in the U.S. I wasn't sure how, I, I, it wasn't like the great recession where that affected globally, but I know in the U.S. there was like a big recession around 91 and 92, right as the Bush, the, the Bush the first, first Bush administration just was kind of ending. So I think that's, yeah. you know, I think above anything else, he might not have known about the war, but he was aware of just how bad things were economically. I would I would say so I think that's probably why it resonated because the dream of the 80s just was d- dead and yeah it became very clear and I think also like when I think about Spike Lee's video how political it was talking to this black family who was going through such strife and asking where are you you know what we need jobs we need we need something in this, in our lives, yeah. because this isn't working. I think that resonates a lot more. I think that's part of the reason why that resonate, resonated so well, at least in America, I think. Yeah, I mean, there was a recession over here, certainly. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, there was there was a recession in large parts of Europe as well. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's not like uh, the recession wasn't felt elsewhere in the world. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, there definitely was a recession. I guess, yeah, that, that, I mean, it's really weird because obviously, you know, I was a lot younger at the time when this came out. So I wouldn't have even considered like the idea of what was going on with the kind of the recession and stuff. No. Um, but yeah, um, it's worth saying as well that, you know, the occasion, the kind of occasionally distorted vocals in the song um, were apparently, uh, you know, kind of unintentional. And uh, the engineer kind of, upon hearing like the first take of them, he, uh, you know, he kept them in mm. um, <laughs> and Prince apparently, you know, kind of decided that he liked the distortion as well. And, you know, and, and really adds something to the song as well, because when you hear Prince saying, you know, some of the lines and they distort slightly, you, you as you're listening to it, you're thinking, well, the rest of the song is so smooth. So the kind of the odd distortion on some of these lines is, is really kind of odd, mm. um, you know, just here and there. I guess going for that uh, clash of the very the, the smoothness of the music with the seriousness of the topic. Maybe that's yeah. a way to look at it for him. Uh, and I, something I didn't mention up top, but I should definitely say, the song was co-written by Rosie Gaines. Oh, she, right. has a, she has a writing credit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I would have to say um, five out of five from me. 
I love this song. You know, um, it's it's just one of those things where if I'm thinking about diamonds and pearls, and you know, you're thinking about what what tracks you know that you enjoy, uh, this is easily you know one of the top kind of five songs on that album for me. Um, you know, yeah, and I and you know, not just the kind of like the political thing, but I just love the production on it. You know, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. It's it just it's just it's just such a such a kind of a well produced song, um, and you know. When Prince kind of had the the MPG with him, he kind of started taking stuff in a slightly different direction to the kind of sound that he'd had in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think he would have ever done anything this smooth in the eighties. No, uh, yeah, like you know, so it's it kind of it, it just really feels kind of so kind of like nineteen ninety one, ninety two to me, and it just kind of takes me back to that kind of era. I, yeah, I would definitely give it a five. I definitely. We did Scandalous, and you're talking about how he probably wouldn't do something as smooth like this. And when we were talking about Scandalous, I felt this was kind of like... That song was kind of the jumping-off point to where he would do this more smooth R&B. But I think here, he seemed to have mastered it, which, you know, it's Prince. What isn't he not mastering? Um, But yeah, I, I think he gets it down the best he could in this song, and talking about a really important topic with this really interesting background. It, it is kind of like uh, what's going on in that, in that way. Um, so, I mean, I couldn't find any covers of this. Um, you know, obviously it's kind of, even though it was released as a single, it does kind of still have like that album track feel to it. So, you know, uh, I guess only kind of devoted Prince fans would try and uh, kind of cover it. But no, uh, yeah, there was no covers I could find out there. Yeah, I wasn't able to find any either. I, I think, yeah, there's just a lot to gain from this song, too. Um, looking over how the music works, I just wanted to add that, too. Uh, and Prince, you know, he performed it, um, as with most of the Diamonds and Pearls songs, on the Diamonds and Pearls tour. And then he kind of dropped it a little bit. And then he kind of he brought it back a little bit for the, his final tour when he was at the piano. And, uh, you know, you can see how this would work with just Prince at a, at a piano. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, you know, the strength of the song would translate to that easily. Um, so I feel like we said as much as we possibly can about Money Don't Matter tonight. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Elliot? Uh, yes, you can find me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. You can also find me on my uh, weight loss journey on Instagram. I am uh, T-H-E-E-L-L-I-O-T-T-W-A-L-L-A-C-E, The Elliot Wallace. Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest tonight, uh, Elliot. Thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye-bye.